Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. They want to talk about blood work and why it doesn't help uncover why you can't sleep. Because I have so many people tell me that their blood work is normal and they still can't sleep. And so their doctor doesn't really have an answer for them. And the truth is there is something going on in their bodies that's causing their sleep issues. But blood work doesn't usually find it, especially if it is interpreted using the lab's reference ranges. So I want to explain more about blood work and why it, it isn't helpful when doctors use this. So first of all, when you get your results back, it's telling you based on what are called the lab's reference ranges, whether you are in range or out of range, whether things are normal or not. And these reference ranges are actually based on the average of the people taking the test. So the average is in the middle and then about 25% or so on either side of that average is what is called normal, which I say in air quotes. And this is because, unfortunately, many of the people taking the test are sick, right? So many um, people in the United States, for example, have a lot of symptoms. They aren't feeling well. And usually if you're getting blood work done, it's because you have symptoms and you aren't fully healthy. This is especially true for something like a thyroid test. So far many more sick people are taking that test than healthy people. Most people aren't getting their thyroid checked if they don't have any symptoms of thyroid issues. What the labs are calling normal, in quotation marks, is really what's normal for sick people with symptoms. And so they are normal in that they're common, but that doesn't mean that they are ideal. And another problem with these reference ranges is that they actually vary from lab to lab and state to state. This is a joke I heard that illustrates this with how do you get over a thyroid disorder? You move to a different state. So that's because in one state, your numbers might be out of range. And then in another state, they're in range. And so you're fine. But obviously, if you're having symptoms, then you aren't fine. As a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, that's my certification for running these functional lab tests, I'm looking for optimal ranges. So these are a lot narrower than the lab reference ranges. And optimal means that these are the ranges that people have when they're healthy without any symptom. And this is based on research studies that are finding these ranges. So you don't actually want your test results to be normal. You want them to be optimal. Blood work also looks for specific markers that are out of range, really to diagnose disease. That's the main purpose. So there's something really significant going on if your markers are out of range on blood work using the lab's reference ranges. But if we use the optimal ranges instead, we can find imbalances to address before they actually develop into a disease or disorder. So it's actually preventing these things from happening because we can correct them early on. Now, when blood work comes out abnormal, if that happens, usually pharmaceuticals are prescribed to treat the problem, right? So statins are prescribed for high cholesterol. Levothyroxine is prescribed for high TSH on a thyroid test. 
Hormone replacement therapy or birth control is prescribed when hormones are out of balance. But these drugs aren't solving the problem. They are actually a Band-Aid. They are going to artificially make the, the test results in range over time, but they aren't correcting the issue. They aren't correcting why those markers are out of balance. And these drugs do all have side effects. So as an example, like cholesterol can be high actually from hypothyroidism, from chronic bacterial or viral infections in the gut, from insulin resistance, from liver dysfunction, and more. So sure, a statin is going to artificially lower cholesterol, but it's not going to address those things that are causing cholesterol to be high. Now, TSH, our thyroid-stimulating hormone, that can actually be high from gluten sensitivity, from heavy metals, from deficiency or iodine or selenium. So taking a drug to lower TSH, again, it's not getting to the root of why TSH is high in the first place. Same with hormones. So hormones usually become depleted from ongoing stress. When the body is prioritizing making cortisol to deal with stress instead of making sex hormones. And so finding out where the stress is coming from is going to naturally lower cortisol. And when we talk about cortisol, you know, this is something that functional medicine practitioners might be looking at more than doctors, but even some of them are just treating the test results. So if cortisol is high, you can recommend, they can recommend a supplement to lower cortisol, but that's also a Band-Aid, right? Because it's not addressing why cortisol levels are high. And so cortisol levels are usually high because of inflammation and stress. And you actually want cortisol to be dealing with that inflammation. So suppressing cortisol can actually make you even worse over time. So that's why I look at other tests that show me why cortisol is high. Is it a parasite? Is it blood sugar issues? Is it your liver isn't healthy? Or sometimes it's all three of those for my clients. Dealing with what's causing the high cortisol is going to solve the problem long term instead of just taking a Band-Aid to cover it up. Blood work can be valuable if we use optimal ranges instead of the lab's reference ranges. I can use optimal ranges to see if someone has inflammation in the gut or if there's a chronic infection going on or liver dysfunction. And that's where these other lab tests come in that I do that help get to the bottom of, you know, of why that's happening. You know, as an example, like let's say your liver enzymes are out of range on blood work. Blood work doesn't actually tell you why, like what's causing that burden on your liver. That's what we need to know. That is where this functional lab testing come in. Functional lab tests get their name because they show us how the different systems in the body are functioning. They're not pinpointing anything specifically like blood work is trying to with diagnosing something. Instead, they're showing the big picture of how the different systems in your body are working as a whole. And so these tests can show me what's causing sleep issues, such as hormone imbalance, gut health, liver function, heavy metals, food sensitivities, and more. So we really need to dive deeper than blood work. Blood work can give some clues, but then other testing can show exactly what's going on so we know how to address it. And a great example of a functional lab test is one that I use. It's called the GI map stands for gastrointestinal map. So this is a stool test that is looking at what's living in your gut. And it's using 
the DNA, it's testing for DNA of about 70 different bacteria or pathogens and including good bacteria that can be in your gut. So it's looking for good and good and bad gut bacteria, parasites, yeast, and more, which is really important, especially for sleep. What's cool about this test, though, is, is that it has markers for how other systems in the body are working. It is a gut test, so it's going to show digestion, how well you're digesting food. Um, it has a marker for gluten sensitivity, so that's all related to the gut. But it also has a marker for liver function for how strong your immune system is, for how much inflammation is in the gut. It pretty much gives a snapshot of your overall gut health, but also gives information about other systems in the body. So I want to talk about one of my clients as an example. His initials are BJ, and he's 44 years old and has had sleeping issues for at least 10 years. And so he was alternating between taking Trazodone, Xanax, Advil PM, and tart cherry juice every night to sleep. So he's trying not to be on meds every night. He was trying some natural things, some over-the-counter things, but then was having to resort to prescriptions as well. I ran the four tests that I do as part of my program. And even though his blood work was normal, the functional lab test showed that things weren't normal. So he actually had two different parasites. He had low, good gut bacteria, and his gut wall was definitely damaged. He had what we call leaky gut. For his hormones, he had low testosterone and DHEA. He had really high nighttime cortisol. So this totally explains why he wasn't sleeping. When cortisol is high at night, it's going to make us wired, even if we're exhausted. Now, we also had sensitivity to gluten, dairy, and eggs. And those things were causing inflammation and damaging his gut. And he had some mineral imbalances that were also contributing to his sleep issues. And so all of these together were affecting his sleep. Now, as an alternative practitioner, I use diet, lifestyle, and supplements instead of pharmaceuticals to return function to the body. We worked on lowering his cortisol at night by taking a break from the foods he's sensitive to and by dealing with the parasites. So again, that's why cortisol was high. Plus, he had some blood sugar imbalances as well. And then once his cortisol is lowered, then his body can focus on making testosterone and DHEA so those will correct on their own over time. Now, I also recommended some things for mineral balance like magnesium, sodium, potassium, vitamin K2, because those minerals were definitely out of balance. And then we worked on rebuilding his gut with probiotics and L-glutamine, as well as herbs to tackle the parasites. And I also recommended changes like making sure to eat dinner every night, because sometimes he was skipping that and focusing on eating for his metabolic type, which is what I help all my clients with, is finding their ideal macronutrient balance of fat, protein, and carbohydrates. And that's gonna help stabilize his blood sugar. Now, I also help with anxiety about sleep and stress in general, because mental stress is going to affect the body over time. And it's, we know that mental stress affects our sleep. And BJ had had chronic stress for the past few years because his wife was very sick. like non-functioning sick for a long time. So obviously that put a lot of pressure on him and was a lot of stress for him. And he was also worried that his sleep issues were genetic because his father also takes sleeping pills and has trouble sleeping. So I really helped him learn how to handle stress better. And we worked on his thoughts about sleep to address the mental part of his insomnia. And really doing all of these things at once is the key to getting everything back in balance. 
It's definitely working on the physical imbalances in the body, but also the mental part. So it's very important to look at both the body and the mind at the same time. And plus, let's say if you only look at one physical part, like let's say you look at hormones, but you ignore the gut, the gut's actually going to continue to keep you from sleeping and it's going to prevent hormones from getting back in balance. Everything in the body is connected to everything else. And if you don't handle stress well, then your body isn't going to be able to heal. So within a few months of working together, BJ was able to fall asleep easily and go back to sleep in the middle of the night, all without drugs. And he wrote, I can fall asleep on a consistent basis without drugs. I can usually fall asleep when I wake up in the middle of the night. Now I feel much more confident about sleep. It's a huge accomplishment to not need sleeping pills anymore. Yay. This is really the perfect marriage of science and complementary medicine. We use the science of lab testing, and then I recommend alternative therapies to get the body back in balance. Unfortunately, the medical system does not help with insomnia. Blood work does not help with insomnia. And if everything comes back normal, then doctors usually say, take the sleeping pill or try the sleep advice. You know, all the what I call the sleep rules, like not drinking caffeine too late in the day and exercising every day and having a bedtime routine. And so many people try those things and they don't help. And that's because there is something deeper going on. Or what really frustrates me is that doctors tell people that it's all in their head, that their anxiety is causing their insomnia, which pretty much places the blame on them and also feels like out of control. Like then people want to try and control their mind, control their thoughts And they feel like they aren't able to. And so it just becomes this frustrating cycle of I can't sleep and then blaming yourself for not sleeping. So a lot of times then if they go to a psychiatrist or a therapist and they are prescribed drugs, that's pretty much all that the medical system knows how to do with insomnia. Even though, you know, our medical system uses insurance and insurance only covers diagnostic kind of blood work and things. To get over your insomnia, you're going to have to get out of the medical system and come into this alternative world, this functional medicine world. You know, my goal is to be the last person my clients see about their sleep problems. Your body needs and wants sleep. And so if you can't sleep normally, there's something in your body that's stopping you. We can find out what it is and fix it in a natural way and permanently, long-term. There's not a quick fix for this, but there is a long-term permanent fix. And that's definitely something that I can help you with. All right, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Insomnia Fix with Martha Lewis. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about why you can't sleep, go to my website, thecompletesleepsolution.com and download the What's Causing Your Insomnia checklist. You're also welcome to join my community on Facebook, Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. Until next time, I'm wishing you a good night's sleep.